East 59th Street. In the opposite direction, ooh, it's heavy and stop and go and slow around 405 southbound and Talbot Road south all the way up through Kennedale. It is very slow and it will break for you just after Cold Creek Parkway. So for more traffic news... Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good morning and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in gorgeous, sunny Seattle. We hope that wherever you are in the world listening to the show, whether you're listening to it on 1150 AM, KKNW here in the Northwest, uh, Washington State, or you're online at energyintuitive.com or Binny, uh, where can people listen to the show online as well? 1150 KKN is a nancyw.com. Again, it's 1150 KKNW.com. And I love your little spirit fingers there for a minute. Oh, the you spirit did, fingers? You did it <laughs> just how you first started. If you saw that on the webcam, it was funny. It was oh, like, that's oh, really spirit cute. Spirit fingers, yeah, it's a great day. Love it. Yeah. It's, it's a gorgeous day, and it's, yes. it's just a few days before Valentine's Day. Love is in the air. Love is really in the air. You can and feel it. You can feel mm-hmm. it, right? And, of course, I got to see your beautiful boys this morning when I was walking into the oh, studio. All those little nuggets of mine? Yeah, they were walking out with their mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, they're going to be tall, Benny. I hope so. That's what we were talking about before. It's like, oh, really? Man. Well, I'm 6'1", just yeah. bar- barely under 6'1". But uh-huh. uh, I've always, my dream is to be 6'4 and above. <laughs> I, um, so you want the boys I to be? Wa- I, I seriously want to play basketball with, <laughs> with them. So. Well, um, their mom's tall, so I'm yeah, sure I, I, that I'm the boys are going to be tall. Yeah, And they're so cute. They were talking up a storm because they, they know do. a lot of people in the studios, and uh, it was really adorable. They get it from they're... my side of the family. <laughs> I talk a lot. <laughs> they're really cute. Well, today we're going to talk a lot, too, and we're going to mm-hmm. talk about an open heart in celebration of... Valentine's Day, which again is happening this weekend, and um, and what it really means to have an open heart, because I think people have a different perception than the one I have. So it doesn't mean that a different perception is better or worse than mine. It's just different. And so we're going to talk about what I believe that is. So a lot of times people think an open heart is like when you wear your heart on your sleeve. Mm-hmm. You know, you have this openness about you and you really care about everyone. And there's like this kind of over what some people would call vulnerability or whatnot. And I actually disagree. I think when people wear their heart on their sleeve, they're in a lot of emotional turmoil about whatever they're sensing and kind of judging about what's going on in the world. Even if their judgment is kind and compassionate and optimistic for someone, I still think that's a judgment. I think an open heart is when you are in um, a non-critical place where you're neutral, where you're really recognizing that you can just love something for what it is and it's not good or bad. You don't have to feel sorry for it. I think that's what an open heart is about. And that's where I think our true incredible power comes from. So that's what we're going to be talking about this hour. And of course, I'm taking your calls today since I'm in the studio without another author or another person who's on, who I believe is on the leading edge of thought other than Benny, who's in here with me always every show. Um, so I attempt to be here. There <laughs> no, might have been one every... or two in, in our, our past that I wasn't here for, which I was there in spirit. Which Always. Is a good thing. That's true. That's so that true. might be what you're referring Sometimes to. Sometimes you are at a game or traveling. A game? Or, yeah. Oh, that's right. I was in Dallas. You that were. Yeah. Look at you. Oh, you, you thought about me while I was playing softball. That's cute. 
So I believe true vulnerability isn't about closing, you know, being a fear of being attacked or closing down or anything of that nature. I think real vulnerability is when you could be neutral. That's what an open heart is, is when you have this neutrality about something that's occurring to you. Here's a, here's a good example, a personal one for me. I have, One of my um, family members has had a drug addiction for a really long time, uh, most of his life, actually. And when I began to do energy work, I thought, yay, I'm going to just lay hands on him. He's going to get better and everything's going to be fine. Well, of course, I couldn't even get him to walk into my healing room, let alone lay on the table because he didn't want to have anything to do with it. And I remember feeling very guilty and upset and how could I help him because his life isn't, you know, it's terrible and and all of these things. And, of course, I worried about him, too, because he put him in, you know, more dangerous situations for him to um, take care of his addictions. And one day my spirit guides sat me down, literally. They said, we need to have a chat with you. And I sat down with my spirit guides and they said that I was actually judging that his life was better than mine. Or I mean, worse than mine is what I should say. (laughs) I was judging that his life was terrible and I was being critical. And they said that um, many, many people have had thousands of lifetimes and we don't know what a soul is wanting to learn right now. And what if he doesn't want to be responsible in this lifetime? What if he just wants to, you know have all kinds of psych- psychedelic experiences and just completely disengage from what we consider normal life. What if that is actually what he chose for this time period and that as I'm judging him, I'm not respecting his choices? So I, I found that amazing. Like, huh, so he doesn't want the white picket fence and a mortgage and a gas bill and cars to repair and a lot of family responsibility. It kind of made me reevaluate what he potentially wants to experience in this lifetime. And it allowed me to respect him and his choices. Now, it doesn't mean that we spend a lot of time together or, you know, we do a lot of family outings together because we clearly have different lifestyles and it's does it's not cohesive for my life. But it's allowed me to open my heart authentically because as soon as you start to judge someone's choices, however you judge that, you contract your heart chakra. And the heart chakra is the highest receptivity center in the physical body. So when you're receiving energy like abundance, love, health, uh, and joy, you, your heart has to be open. And as soon as you start judging other people, even if it, from society's perspective, is like a normal um, perception to have, it's still a judgment, believe it or not, because you don't know what happened to that person in the 5th century. You have no idea. And maybe the decisions that they're making, well, not maybe, I can just guarantee you that from a soul's perspective, they're making excellent choices for them, even though it doesn't look like it from the human reality. So who do we have on on the phone lines? Well, very good points. And I still think it boils way back to the original of love yourself first. I don't think you could even possibly open up your heart or start to if you can't do that. I I think you're absolutely right, because in that moment when I was thinking about this family mm-hmm. member, I was feeling guilty. You know? Right. And guilt isn't self-love. Mm-mm. You know, it's a criticism. It's a judgment. Yeah. So I think you're absolutely right, Benny. When you're in that space, regardless of the circumstances, and of course the one I shared is kind of extreme, but we all are going to feel that way about our family members where, when there's not this cohesiveness or this balance or this um, fantasy that we want for everyone. Right. And that you need to look at what you're feeling about it personally so that you can turn on that love, open your heart to yourself, so that you can be in a non-judgmental place for them. Great point. That's right. excellent. And when the, converse, when, the, when the conversation I would feel comes out from that, it would be either like not so truthful or not. So that's why I think you should be honing on yourself. Yeah, it's a great idea. There's a lot yeah. of love there. So if you'd like to join us on Marie's show, we are discussing about the power of the open heart. 
877-825-8828 is the number. We will take Jill calling in from Westport, Connecticut. Jill, Great. welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You guys are so wonderful, and it's really, really great to have gotten through. Great. So happy yeah. Valentine's Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you. What can I do for you? Well, uh, let's see. Um, I've had, uh, I've been by myself for a number of years now, and it seemed appropriate. But I've been hearing from other people, external places, that saying, hey, Jill, it's time for you to have a new playmate. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and you said the word appropriate. I'm always kind of cautious of that word because I think it's actually symbolic of defending oneself. So when people say the word appropriate, that means they're actually guarding themselves from something that they may think is uncomfortable. And and so why did you choose that word to describe your alone time? Well, I was I recently my mother passed away, uh-huh. and. So for the last several years, I have been here as her health care proxy and taking care of her and everything. Mm-hmm. And when she passed in August, it freed up some time for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also experienced a couple of niggling health issues that have been undiagnosed. Yeah. Yeah. So you have leaks in the fifth chakra, the fourth and the second. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. So, again, you know, this appropriateness that while you're taking care of your mother, that you can't have a relationship. And do you have siblings? Uh, Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. I have a brother who lives in Vancouver. Okay. So, you know, even though that's far away, and I'm assuming your mother was living where you are currently, um, it's just because you're such a good nurturer and a great caretaker doesn't mean that that's the only thing you get to do in the world. And that there are people in the world who actually do need to learn how to nurture. You're not one of them, by the way, except for when it comes to nurturing yourself. Then I would say, yep, that's something you definitely need to learn to do. So instead of appropriateness, what might be something to think about is like maybe that you were too frightened to allow someone in your life to love you. So you distracted yourself by completely being engaged in your mother's care and shutting yourself off from play and fun and joy. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so this is this whole part about being vulnerable, which is what the open heart is. The open heart is vulnerable. It's it's honest. It's, oh, it, because as soon as we start to make a judgment about something, we actually move into a defense mechanism. And your defense mechanism, one of them anyway, from my perception, is that if if anybody needs help, if if you want to be distracted from your own life, You jump on that bus, so to speak, and take care of someone. And, of course, this is kind and beautiful and wonderful. But as I I alluded earlier, there's a lot of people on the planet who do need to learn these skills that you naturally have. And so if you step back from that, so it's going to come up in the future because it's a defense mechanism. So you you may get engaged in something else that's going to require, from your perception, your need to go in and take care of something. And I'm going to encourage you to stop and reevaluate that and not go into that contraction. Do you see what I'm talking about? Uh, can you rephrase that? <laughs> yeah. So if someone else in the family, like if Aunt Harriet, as, as an example, all of a sudden comes down with Alzheimer's and you're the only free relative in the family to fly out and take care of her, I would seriously ask you to consider the option of no. Okay. Okay, because that's your defense mechanism. I- instead of being open and allowing people to love you because you're afraid to be loved, it scares the heck out of you, actually. You're great at nurturing. Not a problem. Somebody needs something, you're right there. But when it comes to you receiving love just because, um, that's more challenging for you. 
True. Yeah. So and no f- more relatives for a while. Let your brother take care of them or some other being in the universe who needs to learn compassion, which would not be you, external compassion. Um, okay. So I want you to focus on uh, feeling the energy that you have allowed yourself to have playmates and adventures, which is not taking care of other people. To play and have adventures is not about nurturing others. Okay, well, I'm doing that at the end of the month. I'm going down to Mexico. Lovely. And do you have a playmate for yourself to, to go Actually, with? Actually, a bunch of friends. A friend of Wonderful. Mine is running a yoga, yoga retreat down there. And Okay, and so are some of your friends that you're going with, are they more comfortable around um, potential partners than you? I'm not sure I understand that question. <laughs> okay, so, so if you were sitting at a bar... Um, or in a yoga studio, would you be comfortable talking to someone that you were attracted to? Yes. And starting a conversation? Yes. And maybe giving them your phone number? Yes. Okay. Even though I don't believe you, by the way. I just, <laughs> I don't believe you. Yeah, it, that's not how I feel at all. I think you would be polite because you are and kind. But I think to get your flirt on is a little challenging, and that's what I want you to do when you are in Mexico. Okay. And, and that's all why right. I asked if any of the women in the bunch... Uh, is more like that, more outgoing, uh, because I want you to kind of cozy up to her and let her know that that's something that you want to experience is to um, get your flirt on while you're in Mexico. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Um, and and I'm going to have to answer this part really quickly. So you have okay. three leaks in your energetic system. Um, surprisingly, not the solar plexus, because this is immune-related. So second chakra, fourth and fifth. Um, and so I would... I would love for you to imagine the fifth layer of the auric field, which looks like cobalt blue. It's about five and a half feet away from your body. It's it's a grid line, so it has um, beautiful lines of light, you know, hundreds and thousands of them moving in vertical and horizontal patterns. And, and I, I want you to just imagine, like maybe when you're meditating, that you're sitting in the middle of this beautiful field of cobalt blue and that it looks um, vibrant and active and alive. Because I think once you start to send some energy to the fifth chakra, it's actually a powerhouse for you, even though you don't use it very often. It's going to start to enhance the rest of your chakra system. Okay? Again. Okay, great. All right. Thank you so much for calling in. Have a great day in Connecticut. Okay, bye. All right, bye-bye. Perfect. Yeah, she did sound a little like putting on a little bit of a game face. Like with her answering, like, oh, would I really give out my number? She kind of was like, yeah. oh, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think the desire is there, right? right? The desire mm-hmm. is there, mm-hmm. and now she's getting messages from other people, but I don't think it's her strong suit, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that isn't for everybody. So that's why you always want to have, what do they call that, when, a wing man? Or a wing woman. Or a wing there's woman. Both, you you got to have one of those. Come on, there's not just one side. Yeah. <laughs> right. Justine knows exactly what I'm talking about. She there's does. Wing exactly. woman, wing woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> right. And it's Valentine's, you know, coming up. Yeah. So you want to. Okay. you can have that little push. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's at the romantic time. Why don't we take another phone call before we take a break? Sure. Let's uh, give out the number. 877-825-8828 is the number. And we are discussing about the power of the open heart. On today's show, Sarah from Vancouver. Welcome. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Good, good. Well, you said you're good, but did you hear that your affect, you know, your effect? I'm not saying that word very well this morning. (laughs) Okay, so even though you said it, that's really not how you're feeling, right? Yes. Right. And I'm very sorry that you're not feeling very well or things that are going on 
Um, I, I, I know that you have something physical because someone wrote it very nicely on the reader board for me. But I, I've drawn out your energy. And you've just been kind of down for a while. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I've been trying to bring myself up for sure. Oh, I'm sorry, by the way. I'm really sorry that it's been challenging for you. Um, so here's what I'm going to say. And you can disagree with anything I say, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And you get to do whatever you want. But this is what I'm going to say. And it may seem like a bold statement when, when people aren't feeling well emotionally or physically or spiritually. What I'm about to say may even feel kind of irritating. But you really do have a choice. You actually have a choice. So I think when I look at your family line, there's kind of this, and I'm going to call it a defense mechanism. And all all a defense mechanism is, and many people have many of them. So in fact, it's kind of a norm throughout the human realm. It just means that Whenever we're afraid of something like expansion or really being loved or having a great life of some sort, we uh, allow ourselves to move into a place of being defended. And so when that happens, um, we get triggered and then we contract our energy. And then, of course, we don't get that magnificence of whatever it is that we were seeking because we've lowered our energy system and magnificence vibrates on a really high frequency. So in your family, there's this kind of disappointment energy and kind of... Unhappy energy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, for sure. So yeah. it's a pattern. So when you start to feel that way in your life, even, of course, when the physical things show up that make you go, well, of course I'm unhappy. Look what happened. So when the physical reality is is lined up with this pattern, I want you to know that you have a choice. And every time you choose to feel differently in that moment, you're breaking the defense mechanism and you're allowing yourself to move into a beautiful vibrational pattern because you so deserve it, and you believe in having a wonderful life. That's what your body just told me. Isn't that true? Yeah. Yeah, you really believe it. So, like, right in this moment, what could you think about or feel that would make you feel brighter or allow the molecules, like your cellular energy, to get a little bit fuller in your body? What What could you do right now? I could think about things that I love and nature. and um, Great. Great. Yeah. And notice, you just saying it, you changed the... The tone in your voice. The vibration. Yeah, the vibration Totally, 100%. I caught it too. (laughs) Right. It's beautiful. And even your laugh. See? Right. So we all have patterns. We all have family dynamics. And before we come into Earth, we actually choose the family unit that we want. I call them parental units because they're just souls. We put way too much energy on who our parents are and our siblings and our, you know, we, we do way too much of that when we've had so many of them that you can't really say, oh, this is the only mom I've ever had. Eh, no, you've had lots of them. <laughs> yeah. So so if you can disengage from that line, this is something you wanted to do. That's why you chose the parental unit that kind of goes towards disappointment and and sadness. And and so you wanted to overcome it. And we forget about our past lives, so we re-engage in it physically so that we can then create tools and techniques and new belief systems that allow us to rise above the conflict that we're feeling inside our own being. You're opening up your heart really beautifully right now. Just gorgeous. And I think something that you don't know about yourself is that you have a lot of people around you that love you. Did you know that? Oh, man, are you lucky or what? So so you were calling in about a certain physical thing, correct? Yeah, I was actually calling in on behalf of my sister. She oh. didn't want to call into into the show, but mm-hmm. she's been having a bladder infection for oh. about four months now. Wow, okay. And so, we think it's a bladder infection. It could be something else. Well, did she go she to the doctor? She tried antibiotics. Uh-huh. What, sorry? So she went to the doctor because she got antibiotics. Yeah, and they didn't work. Uh-huh, okay. So... so 
Um, yeah, I was just wondering if you could maybe like feel into her energy. Yeah, and... right. So isn't yeah. that funny? You're getting a, you got a reading and now she is too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so... I wasn't expecting that, but it's great. Because <laughs> well, I didn't let you ask your question right away. <laughs> so, and that's funny. I didn't want to go to that question because I didn't think it really related to you. Um, uh-huh. And of course it doesn't because it's not your bladder, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so here's the deal. First of all, I think your sister has an addiction to sugar. Okay. Um, and you can ask her that, right? Does she eat more carbohydrates and sugar than would be good for her? Yeah. Okay. And I think she actually has a yeast infection inside her bladder. Okay. And so she needs to alkaline her body. And so that means drinking lemon water, like first thing in the morning, a big glass of water with like three organic fresh squeezed lemons in it. And she can use stevia to sweeten it, but no sugar. Uh-huh. And I would encourage her to start taking probiotics. And here's the emotional cause behind a bladder infection. It's frustration. Frustration. mm -hmm. And of course she's frustrated right now because her bladder hurts, right? Yeah. Right. So that makes sense. But in order to get the infection, that means something else has had to piss her off because she looks a little pissed to me. So um, she needs to come to peace about whatever those things are and start to find, open up her heart about it Uh and move, become neutral so that she can be empowered and do some things to alkaline her body so that she can protect herself from bladder infections. A lot of naturopaths recommend drinking um, a cranberry juice that has no sweetener in it. It's called Just Cranberry. You can okay. get it at a health food store. Some grocery stores carry it. It's extremely bitter. Um, so I would recommend putting stevia in it and having a glass once or twice a day until her bladder really does um, alkaline. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay? Okay. And one other thing is... Um, She's very resistant to help right now from oh. her friends and family. Mm. And I'm just wondering how can we support her in that without pushing her power? Like, I want her to have power, mm-hmm. um, but I also feel like in some way she needs help. Right. So it, it, when we first started on the show at the top of the hour, we talked about wearing your heart on your sleeve uh-huh. and caring too much for other people, right? Yeah. So, it, you know, you can offer her support, but I want you to let go. Because, you know, you can't carry her to the finish line regarding this. It's going to slow you down in your own life. It's going to make things challenging for you. She's a smart, intelligent person. And it's very kind of you to even call on her behalf. But if she doesn't want to hear what you have to say about this or other things, you need to disengage and let her figure it out and just respect her instead of (laughs) worrying about her because that also contracts the heart chakra. When people worry about people, they shut their own energy down. Okay. Okay? Yeah. All right, and think about nature because it's better for your energy, okay? Thank you. (laughs) Have a great day in Vancouver. Yeah, it's our uh, neighbors to the north and south. North We're sandwiched by Vancouver. Yeah, we got lots of Vancouvers around us. That's right. We're going to take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We'll we'll be right back. I got the call today. I didn't want. But I knew that it would come An old true friend of ours Was talking on the phone She said you found someone Would you like to be a Reiki master? Join Marie at the Redmond Hyatt March 27th through the 29th This two and a half day transformative workshop Is open to people at all levels Of energy medicine healing knowledge Completing the course will certify you as a Reiki 1, 2, and 3 practitioner. This is truly a transformative weekend. Enrollment is limited, therefore registration is required. For more information about the Reiki Master Workshop at the Redmond Hyatt in Redmond, Washington, 
visit energyintuitive.com. When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics? Chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. Having trouble picking up the alternative talk 1150 signal? Well, whether you live in Portugal or Puyallup, Tasmania or Tacoma, India or Issaquah, you can get alternative talk 1150 programming streamed live on your computer via our website, 1150kknw.com. It's true. Just visit 1150kknw.com and click on the Listen Live button. Make sure you have an audio player installed that will play streaming MP3 audio such as Winamp, iTunes, or current versions of Real Player or Windows Player. Visit our website for more details. Remember, that's 1150kknw.com. We live in a world that's become predictable. Our realities are filled with distractions, hopelessness, and confusion. We've begun to lose touch of what we're truly capable of. It's time for us to regain our true potential. Join psychic medium and crystal child Lindsay Paul as she connects to the other side and brings back messages from beyond, along with her psychic and skeptic Abraham DeWeese and indigo child Sarah Ellis. They'll help you sort of new heights by answering your questions. Don't miss Wisdom Within Radio, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Manifesting dreams into reality is meant to be exciting and easy. When the tools you use stop working, a lack of self-worth is most likely holding you back. Marie's Affirm Your Worth cards are the perfect solution to increase self-appreciation while magnetizing your dreams into reality in a nurturing and fun way. Order your Affirm Your Worth cards today online at energyintuitive.com. Or call 425-485-8813. That's 425-485-8813. No other station brings you this much variety. Welcome to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Look, and all the struggles we went through, how I lost me, and you lost you. What are all these voices outside love's open door? Make us laugh our contentment. Back for something more. I've been learning to live without you now, but I miss you sometimes. The more I know, the less I understand. Welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. That's NDRE. She's so lovely. I love her music. It's quite gorgeous. That's a cover from the Don Henley uh, Heart of the Matter song. Oh, very mm-hmm. nice. It's gorgeous. Thank you. So you might be asking yourself, why are we talking about this open heart other than Valentine's Day? And what's really important about having an open heart is that's how you manifest. That's how you create your reality. That's how you pull in lots of energy to heal your body, to find that perfect job, to find that wonderful partner, to create all the wealth that you want in your life. If you are in... Uh, this defense mechanism of, you know, closing down your heart, which a lot of people think that if you're worrying about people and you care about them and you're, you know, worried about society or the fact that now I guess um, 
we've asked, Obama's asked that we have an official vote for war and the first time in 13 years. If you start worrying about that stuff, you may think you have an open heart because you care, but believe me, you're contracting your heart. You're closing it down because you're making judgments and assumptions and you are deciding what's right or what's wrong, which is a closed heart. So an open heart means to be um, noncommittal in a way. It's, it's like you're, you're neutral. So you, you aren't in this occlusion of, of, how, what's, of society and norms. You're accepting, you're understanding, you're not taking life so seriously, and you're respecting the choices that other people make, even the president of the United States. Okay, so why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? Sure, and this is a great opportunity to get in. Lines are fairly open if you want. Uh, possibilities are endless, of course, here at the Marie Manuchery <laughs> Show. 877-825-8828 is the number. Again, 877-825-8828. We'll take Patrick calling in from Austin, Texas. Hi, Patrick. How are you? Hi, I'm fine, Marie. Great. What can I do for you? Uh, well, I've got a couple things I wanted to ask about. One is about my uh, relationship with my brother, and the other is with uh, my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, this particular brother, he has a advanced stage cancer, and uh, he's in a. I'm in Texas. He's in Arizona. Um, he doesn't answer my phone calls, and mm-hmm. um, at first, uh, I thought it was just because he was, you know, like annoyed with me, and, and now I think it might be because. Um, you know, his cancer is so advanced that he yeah. doesn't even know how to run his phone. Yeah. So. yeah. Is he at home or is he in a facility? He's uh, He lives alone. He's pretty mm-hmm. isolated. That's one of the reasons that mm-hmm. I'm concerned about him. Mm-hmm. And has anybody been checking on him or does he have any health um, care? Some of my um, other other brothers are, um, you know, on better terms with him. And, yeah. and so he has some contact with them, but... Um, I was wondering, you know, I was considering just going out there. He told me once, you know, when he was a little more coherent that he didn't want me to come there. So, you know. Well, you know, he's just not a happy guy, and he never really has been. You know, Mm -hmm. he's he's just difficult. He he would love to live off the grid someplace really, really far away where nobody even has contact with him. You know what I mean? He would love to be one of those hermit guys. Mm-hmm. that lives on the side of a mountain somewhere. But not in a, like, oh, I love it, I live on the side of a mountain. More like, I'm living on the side of a mountain so nobody bugs me, right? right. Mm-hmm. So, and and I know that you really care, obviously heart on your sleeve kind of energy about mm-hmm. him, and you feel this responsibility since he's a sibling that you're, you should be having contact with him and taking care of him. But he doesn't want that. And not just from you, from no one, What's right? That? He doesn't, it's not just you, it's not personal. He oh, doesn't oh, want... Okay. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want a lot of help from anyone. Yeah. You know, he likes to be isolated. He doesn't really, for whatever reason, he doesn't really feel like he's even a part of a family. And this is not mm-hmm. your fault or your responsibility. This could also be stuff that's left over from previous lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't learned how to deal with it. He hasn't learned to open up his heart so he could um, be happy and invite people in and um, feel love, right? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is probably one of the reasons why he got his disease, too. Um, I, I don't think he's deca- um, incapacitated enough where he can't answer the phone. I can still see some activity when I look at him, like he's moving around and things of that nature. But mm-hmm. even when he was feeling well, he didn't like to talk on the phone even then. So um, I, can you be okay by just kind of disengaging from this? I mean, I would still say call him from time to time to see if somebody picks up the phone and you have mm-hmm. relatives that live closer who 
have the ability to check on him and he somehow allows them on the property. <laughs> but mm-hmm. can you disengage a little bit? Because this is actually really hard on your energy system. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. You can? Well, well I mean, I... I mean, I, I know you can, but, like, I, will I mean, you? I appreciate your uh, um, your guidance and, uh, um, yeah, I mean, that's all I can do anyway is um, call him occasionally and, unless I, you know, I was, like I said, considering going yeah. out there. I mean, you could, and that's very kind of you, but I don't think he really wants people around. He doesn't even want the people that he, kind, you know, that he thinks he kind of likes to come on the property. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very protective. So what would be kind of fun is if all of us, even everyone who's listening to the radio right now, uh, to this show, is to um, send your brother beautiful love. You know, mm-hmm. just send him gorgeous love. Don't think about his cancer. Don't mm-hmm. think about him isolating himself or think about him not having family around him or, you know, do your best not to think of those negativities because those are judgments. You know, we don't know why he's all the reasons why he's chose to live the life he has today because we don't know all of his past lives. Mm-hmm. And and so if we can just become neutral and get out of all these stereotypical ways that we're supposed to be feeling in a situation like this and send him just tons and tons and tons of love, that's the most beautiful thing you could do for him. And for yourself, you're welcome. And for yourself, because then you're going to feel good. You're sending him beautiful, positive energy, Mm -hmm. and you're allowing your body to fill up with it, too. Does that sound like a good idea? It sounds like an excellent idea. Yay! I love that. (laughs) That's what I do for my brother, and it just allows me to enjoy him and feel have positive thoughts about him because I'm not worrying about him or thinking I have to save him or that his life is a disaster. You know, it's I have a very different perception about him and the choices he's making, and I know it's good for him because when I'm thinking about him positively, I know I'm sending him positive energy. So that's what you're going to be doing for your brother. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you had one more quick question. Um, any insight uh, into my relationship with my, my wife is sort of a you know, stormy relationship, I guess. Yeah, stormy would be a nice word mm-hmm. to describe it. How long mm-hmm. have you guys been married? Uh, 32 years. Yeah, have you thought about not being married? Yeah, we think about it Often? pretty regularly. <laughs> <laughs> but never, you know, never um, got to that point. You know what might be kind of fun for you guys? Because, you know, it's it's a... It's a volatile relationship at times. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not calm and relaxing, you know, for sure. So mm-hmm. since divorce doesn't sound like fun and it's something the two of you don't want to do, why don't you guys take a sabbatical from this marriage mm-hmm. and go... What, what would that look like? Go live separately. Like somebody go rent an apartment or you both sell the house or whatever. And, you know, do you see what I mean? I think it would be really nice. Or what you could do, this is what some friends of mine did, is they rented an apartment and then they would trade weeks. So one week someone would be living in the apartment, and the next week they would switch to the house. So I don't know if we can, you know, swing it financially. She, yeah. She's not working, and uh, well, maybe she needs to get a job. Well, that's what I've said for a number of years, but it hasn't happened. So yeah, but here, here's the deal: even though you're married to someone, doesn't mean that you have to completely wait until they make decisions that are best for them or the, your family. You get to go ahead and make decisions. So maybe. You'll take half of the mortgage payment and go rent an apartment, and she's got to figure out the rest. (laughs) 
I'm just saying. I think there's an important part of that's you. a possible solution. There's many others. I mean, many others. Yeah. I, I just think that you need a sabbatical. She needs a sabbatical from this marriage, or you need to decide that you want to divorce and get one. But you're too kind. I just see your kindness. Like you don't want to abandon her. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> so that's why I think there needs to be a sabbatical, and this might encourage her to go get a job because mm-hmm. that would be good for her to get out, have relationships with other people. It would be good for her and and to have her calm down her anger because she's like really angry. And if she has to deal with the public, she might get a little bit softer. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. But but don't stay stuck in this situation. And even when I'm saying that to you, I'm noticing my mind because even even as I'm telling you what to do, that's a judgment and it can cause a little contraction. So I'm even moving into that place that even if you make no decision to leave Mm -hmm. this marriage, I'm opening up my heart about that. Okay. But I want you to open up your heart about making other choices. Okay. Okay. I appreciate the input. (laughs) You're welcome. Have a beautiful day, and we'll continue to send love to your brother. Yeah, and good luck to you, Patrick, and uh, we appreciate the call. Wow, that was really intense. Yeah. Yeah, But it makes sense, and we have a few male calls that actually come in with similar female calls, and that was a really good input that you added to him, especially with his brother. I know that's got to be tough with relationships with family. Really tough. You know, you you just don't want to you know, shake the boat any more than it is or, or make bigger waves out of the water. Right. I mean, it really is tough. So, I mean, there's right. some challenges to that, but I right. think it's just a matter of approaching it. Right. And it's on then the other person to decide whether they want to step back into, you know, the the, the subject at hand. You know what I mean? Like, right. he, he wants to approach it and he's trying. Yeah. And his brother that's still backing up, even though it's right. his brother's And issue. you just can't force people. Right. You know? And so if you can be neutral... <clears throat> Um, then then you allow tons of information to come right. in from the universe. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you decide about what something is, if it's good or bad, then you're only going to get perception from that perspective. And that could be extremely limiting. I hear you. Uh, let's take a quick yeah. little break because we have a couple callers oh, holding. Okay, quick. And then we'll get okay. to them when we come back. Yeah, We'll be right back. <gasps> Like your favorite star on the best night A good year, a good fight Let me be, let me be Night walk, locked eyes in the midday some spark If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie Or find out what's on her calendar There's a variety of ways to do so You could become Marie's friend on Facebook Or even follow her on Twitter Check out Marie's website There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month A live Twitter feed and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. Simply email Marie your question and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English... I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes In biology, me. I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... Is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. 
They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Would you like to be a Reiki master? Join Marie at the Redmond Hyatt, September 25th through the 27th of 2015. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to people at all levels of energy medicine healing knowledge. Completing the course will certify you as a Reiki 1, 2, and 3 practitioner. This is truly a transformative weekend. Enrollment is limited, therefore registration is required. For more information about the Reiki Master Workshop at the Redmond Hyatt in Redmond, Washington, visit energyintuitive.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed back Caroline Heldman, political pundit of the first magnitude, to talk about the current political landscape. On Saturday, Catherine Alice plays Cupid on Valentine's Day with her standing appointment about where to find love and how to keep it. Then meet Milt Quibner and Mia Matters, a couple who reveal the importance of getting over yourself. Bringing you fascinating talks since 2007, we are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Open your ears, open your heart, open your mind. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. The day I saw you at your door, you opened up the things I should. Great song, Vinny. Thank you. So I'll I'll tell you who it is real fast. It's actually a familiar artist in the Seattle area. It's Mary Lambert. She's the one that sang Same Love and was on the Macklemore, featuring Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. So this is from her solo album. And it's beautiful stuff that she's put together. So people need to get out and grab her CD while they can or on iTunes or whatever. Beautiful artist. And let's support our local artists. So say her name again. Marie. Or excuse me, Marie. That's you. Yeah. Mary Lambert. Mary right. Lambert, wonderful song, and mm-hmm. welcome back to the show. We're talking about opening your heart authentically, which is not wearing your heart on your sleeve, by the way, not being t- totally empathetic and over-caring, which is not what society tells us. Society tells us that we that's the way we show that we care about people, and this is about caring about people, loving them unconditionally so that they can make choices, and, and of course, we can help them with anything, but not judging them or ourselves or putting pressure on ourselves to be good people because that contracts your heart. And then it's very difficult to manifest because when your heart chakra closes down, you're going to run less subatomic particles in your body and you need energy to create energy and everything is made out of energy. So uh, we're going to open up our hearts by being neutral and not interfere with other people's decisions. We're going to trust and love the choices that they're making. Who do we have on the phone line? Yeah, let's open up all four of those chambers of, uh, <laughs> and let the blood and the spirit flow uh, all over I love for it. everybody. That's a great idea. <laughs> I love it. Carol from Seattle. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Yes. Hi, Marie. Hi, uh, Benny. This is really a life-changing segment. I thank you so much for it. Oh, you're um, welcome. My question is, um, I'm just getting over a divorce, and you actually helped me with it some months ago, oh, Marie, great. and everything you said turned out to be true, and it was one of the hardest things oh, that so I've sorry. ever been through, but there were just so many forces conspiring to get me through it. Oh, um, congratulations. Just, and so you're yeah. happy you're on the other side of this unhappy union, right? Definitely. And I'm thinking again about, you know, love and dating oh. and that kind Getting of Getting your flirt on for Valentine's Day, maybe? It, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> so I was just asking for advice about that because I'm kind of hesitant to step sure. forward, but I've I want to at the same time. Mm-hmm. So here's what I think it's, this is a, 
I'm so happy you're taking this time out to kind of reevaluate, you know, what do I want? What works for me? What's going to make me happy? So I want you to take an inventory of, you know, what you want your life to be like. What do you need in a person who's standing next to you when you're brushing teeth in the morning, you know, or going for walks? And what kind of personality do you need? What is helping you to be expansive? Because obviously in the marriage that you were in, you weren't able to be yourself comfortably in the home environment. Is that correct? Yeah, just right. the opposite. I shrank. So. You shrank. Exactly. So so this means, you know, how can you be expansive? And how long have you been divorced? Um, well, I, it just got finalized uh, last week, so it's, it hasn't been very long. Well, and congratulations, because that's what you wanted. It makes you happy, right? So that's a good thing. Um, and as you move into dating and getting your flirt on, you may not know exactly yet how you want to be in a relationship because you may need some more alone time to kind of figure that out. So, Mm -hmm. so, but of of course, dating is wonderful and fun. It helps you to figure out those things. So I I would get really clear about, you already know what you don't want, right? I mean, you've got that down and now you need to work on what you do want. You know, what kind of, what do you want in the relationship? Do you want someone who's really fun and adventurous and exciting? Do you need someone who's mellow? Do you need to have a lot of time on your own? Do you need a combination of of things um, in your repertoire? And what do you need from yourself? Because when we're in a relationship, you have to give to yourself first and foremost in order to have a successful relationship because other people cannot just be dependent on one another. You know what I mean? Yes. I I don't want to make that mistake again. It didn't end well. Right. Yeah. So... Um, I think that you're ready. I mean, I already know you're going to be dating like really soon. I can see it in your energy system. And I'd love Ooh, you. Really? I like that. Yay. And I want you to have fun. Don't take it too seriously. Don't jump into anything serious because, you know, you're kind of on the rebound a little bit. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And um, have some fun and enjoy yourself, but be curious and interested about what's going to work for you. Um, because you do want a partner again. That's what I see. You know, you would love yeah. to have a longtime partner. So. Um, be curious and open. And anytime you feel that energy about when you were married before, when you start to notice your body contracting mm-hmm. or as you described it, shrinking, take note of that. Like, mm, is this is this because I'm just uncomfortable or is this because that's the way I feel when I'm around this type of person? Because right. you don't want to go back. It may be familiar and feel comfortable because it's what you experienced. Yeah. But long term, as you know, it won't be comfortable. So you want to be no. curious and open vulnerable, and have fun. I like that. Curious. Thank you, Marie. Thank you very much. I'll I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. I can't wait to hear about it. That sounds great. Thanks, Carol, for joining us. I appreciate it. And I think we have time for one more caller, Marie. Okay, great. Let's take Janine calling from Seattle. Janine, welcome to the show. Hi. And uh, thank you, Marie and Benny. Oh, sure. Hi, Janine. How are you? I'm good. Um, My my, um, thing is along the lines of parenting and and love for my seven-year-old daughter. <laughs> and um, overall, you know, I practice like positive parenting and, and, you know, being positive the best I can. And I'm always reading up on stuff. But lately, I find that when I'm getting frustrated, um, I, it quickly turns into really intense anger. And I've been yelling a lot at her. And <laughs> I do not like doing that because then she ends up hurt. And then of I Of course. Up- well, well here, here's the here's the deal with your child. You know, you're definitely a hands-on, direct kind of parent. You are, but uh, would you agree that's true? Yes. Yeah, you absolutely are. Um, but your daughter's seven, and you keep trying to treat her like an adult. 
And you need to remember she's seven. In fact, I would love it if you pretend that she's five. Because for, for you, some reason, seven's like this magical number that she's all of a sudden grown up in some capacity or she's supposed to be more mature or something yeah. of that nature. And some cultures actually have that, you know, like in a lot of um, Middle Eastern cultures, when women turn like 13 or 14, all of a sudden they have all these household responsibilities. They start to mm-hmm. look at them as grown women. And and I'm not saying that you're approaching it that way when I look at your daughter, but it's like you expect her to think more like an adult, and she's a child. Right. And I think what, what's hard is that, um, you know, she's been very articulate from a very young yeah, age. Yeah. And right. very wise. Yeah. And, and there are times like when, I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. I mean, she'll... When I'm yelling at her, she's like, Mom, can you just stop and think about how, <laughs> how you would feel if someone was doing yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, she's wise. And I think sometimes in my head it makes me think that, yeah, she's capable of more and yeah. she's older than what but, she is. But we don't want her to grow up too fast. We no, want her to have don't. lots of fun. And what she's trying to teach you is to be more playful. You know, yeah. because you are a grown-up, responsible person. That's why you've always engaged with your daughter in an adult way, which is, I think, excellent. I think that's healthy. But we want play and fun for her and for you because she is going to grow up and be this re- very responsible person. But not for now. Yeah. Okay? So just think of her as five. That will work for you. The number five for you means young and playful. So yep. she's not seven. She's five. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. And love yourself when you're being that yelling mom, because that will help you open up your heart and relax and become creative in the situation. And then both of you will laugh and have a wonderful time and go eat some pizza and go for a walk or something. That sounds good. And just another question. Do you um, see anything with my chakras? I, I drew out your energy system. Actually, you're taking in tons of energy from your crown, the back of your third eye, your root is lovely. You do have a small leak at the second chakra. So do you have a lot of adult time for yourself? Uh, no, okay. I'm a single mom. <laughs> uh-huh. so, so that's what's happening. You, know, have the, you have this incredible relationship with your daughter, and she's getting, you're trying to also have this adult relationship with her. You need to go find some adults to go play with and have fun with and engage with. Yep, so good. you need date nights and friend nights without your daughter, okay? Yep, that sounds good. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. All righty, bye-bye. Um, so it's been a pleasure talking about opening the heart here on the show and recognizing that um, an open heart means not to worry about people, to be neutral, to um, allow things to be as they are. Um, I, I think most people are naturally good and kind and wonderful people, and then we put way too much pressure on ourselves trying to be perfect or trying to fix something, and maybe it doesn't need to be fixed, you know? Um, the last few years, I've given up on that. Have you I'm really? tired of keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> I'm living my life, people. Yeah, you're not. But mil- it's true, though. I mean, everyone's right. like, oh, they have the newest car, the, the house and the gutters are brand new. And blah, blah, blah. It's like, Who cares? <laughs> Is everything else working? Yep. All right. Then you're good. I think that's great. That's I think true. it's really great. And before we leave the show, I just wanted to um, send out condolences to some friends of mine who recently lost a family member. Um, I think many of you know Jeff Jar. He's a well-known um, astrologer in the Northwest and around the world, actually. And he passed away this week. Um, so we want to send our blessings and condolences to the Jar family, um, his beautiful wife and his two daughters. And, of course, his extended family there, um, his wife's family in France, who've been here visiting, and then his family on the East Coast. And, of course, just his astrology family, because he is so well-known and famous. And this was a very um, sudden passing Um um, he became ill very quickly and has now transitioned to the other side, which, of course, um, we're happy for him. 
being in a beautiful place. He talked about the stars a lot with his uh, partner in crime, of course, with Rick Levine. Yeah, it's crazy. And now he's amongst us, uh, looking down on us from the stars. And what's really crazy is. I he was one of the first shows I had produced here at KKW amazing. like over ten years ago. Amazing, and amazing. I remember they came in the studio. They like honestly didn't really know what to do. They had so <laughs> much information. They just had to keep the show going. And since then, they've taken their show elsewhere. And they, uh, both Rick and Jeff did uh, online astrology reports yes, and stuff like that, which s- every, yes. and they still do it, of course. Right. So. And they're published. They've yes. written books for Barnes mm-hmm. and Noble for years and and things of that nature. So yes, um, and that's so cool that you spent time yeah. with them. And I'm sorry I shocked you today with his passing. I've been so, like a whirlwind all this week. I didn't even know. So Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's looking down. He's looking down at us and you're right. It's really cool because he yeah. loved the stars so much and a very intelligent, articulate man who did readings for thousands and thousands and thousands of people <laughs> around the world taught Probably uh, millions. Millions, maybe. Yeah, maybe hundreds of thousands of people. Um, he also taught in an annual workshop in Bali with Rick as well. And so, yes, we're putting our heart out to their family and to Rick, of course, because his long-term business partner is now really in the stars, probably giving him advice from the heavens. And maybe he'll get some uh, new astrology advice from yes. Jeff out in the cosmos. Some uh, insider tips. <laughs> some insider tips. <laughs> I'm right tips. here next to the star, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know this thing is really retrograde for sure because <laughs> right. I can feel it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so we send our love out to his family and all of his friends in the community. And um, you can find out more things on Facebook. You can go to Jeff Jar's Facebook and find out information um, about uh, the family and upcoming memorials and things of that nature. And, of course, I know his family is grateful for all the support that they received um, during Jeff's um, health issue and um, transformation to the other side. So we thank everyone for that. And on business new- news, we've got some fun things coming up in March. We're going. I'm doing my Reiki workshop at the end of March. So if that's something you've been wanting to do for a long time, it's coming up very sh- very soon. And so, of course, class size is limited and I would uh, love to have you for that weekend. It'll be super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming up very soon at the end of March. I hate to jump back, but with uh, Jeff and Rick's yeah. sites, if you go to StarIQ.com, that's one yeah. of them. It's a uh, huge, and obviously they've uh, tribute up to Jeff, and mm-hmm. um, the Memorial Fund is there. So StarIQ.com or a DailyHoroscope.com. Those yeah. are the two uh, main that you can uh, jump uh, off to. And they did tarot readings and so forth. All kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. And so um, make sure you open up your heart for the Jowers during this transition time for their family and, of course, to Rick and everyone else mm-hmm. who had a close relationship with Jeff. Yep. Yeah. And uh, good. So I think we're good for the show. Thank you, everyone. Have a beautiful day. Happy Valentine's Day. And remember, don't worry. Just open your heart. Get neutral and allow all that energy to pour into you so you can manifest a wonderful life. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.